Olivia Jane. What are you doing? I'm supposed to go first. It's Daniel Perez. Excuse me. I'm the star of the show. Uh. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the DOP podcast with your host, Olivia Jane. And her co-host, Daniel Perez. Thank you for joining us tonight. We decided that we should dedicate our second ever podcast to some current events. Yes. Uh, we decided that, you know, we wanted to discuss this whole quarantine thing and how people decide to spend their time in quarantine. You know, obviously, this is a whole shock to um, the entire world, everything that's happening. And, um, you know, we wanted to strip some positive things outside of the fact of all the craziness that's going on. So we wanted to sit there and discuss about how, what we decided to do with our time during this quarantine. But, I mean, let's be honest. It, it's hard. Like, I, I know some people who haven't been able to be productive, who have been getting falling into depression and... You know, go and stir crazy, and you can't blame that either. <clears throat> no, absolutely you know? not. Absolutely not. I it's mean, a hard the, thing. Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, I was fortunate because I was working from home, um, so I didn't feel that as much. Even even after that, I decided, you know what? How can I utilize this time effectively? And I said, that's... I mean, we were already into reading. We were just getting into reading right, right. before the but quarantine. I think, I think it says something about you as a person that the first thing on your mind was, how can I make this good? That's a great thing. Ah, yeah, yeah I thank mean. you. I appreciate that. No, yeah, seriously, because, I mean, you could take a little bit of time to just decompress, relax, you know, because when's the last time that we had this amount of time on our hands to be able to, to, to really, like, figure ourselves out but, and figure out what we're going to do? Right, but it's not just time to decompress. It's <clears throat> attached to something pretty yeah, scary. Yeah, 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 that's just true. And for someone like me who has anxiety and depression, I'm not going to lie. In the beginning, I was worried. I was like, is this going to hinder all the work I've been doing at, at bettering myself and, you know, working on, on my anxiety and depression and all my issues. But I, I'll, I'll have to thank you because you definitely helped me get out of that. Thank you. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was trying to think like, and listen, there's only so many Netflix shows you can watch. I said, you know what? I want to, I've been getting into reading, which I was always into reading. I used to read a lot of self-improvement books, a lot of self-help books, but I just started, I said, you know what? Let me switch it up. And start reading like a little bit of fiction, a little bit of fantasy, a little bit, you know, something fantastical to kind of get away a little bit. And um, wow, did mm. that change my life, man. I mean, I started reading into this and I couldn't stop. I mean, in the beginning of quarantine, well, we didn't see each other because we took the we took the quarantine series yeah. at least for the first two, three months. We didn't see each other. And we were like, all right, well, you know, what are we going to do? And we, we FaceTimed each other every day. And we sat down and had reading sessions for like three, four hours. Get this image in your head, people. <laughs> Two psycho people FaceTiming, both on mute, <laughs> sitting in silence, reading books on other ends. Like, Yo, listen, get can't that ha- image in your head. I can't have the racket in the background interrupting the... Like, but we had... <laughs> I would have my sister knocking on the door like, what are you doing? Because she'd just sit- see me sitting there like... Reading my book with him on my little screen. Yeah, no, but pretty we, funny though. It was great. We got it was productive, you know, because we kind of held each other account- accountable a little bit. We can't be messing around. We're not playing on our phones. Like I'm reading, you're reading, and we're sitting down and we're cranking this out. I think the cutest part of it was our Goodreads accounts. Yeah, we both set up Goodreads accounts and whatever book we were reading, because at this time we weren't reading the same book. No, we no, were no. reading our own just individual and uh, just having conversations about it. Having yeah. conversations about it, but we wouldn't tell each other what page we were on, and we would wait 
till that night or the next morning and pop open the Goodreads and check the update. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Goodreads is, a, or, I don't know, um, some people know about it, but for you, for those of you who don't, Goodreads is like a, basically a social media, but for book lovers. So you open up the app, uh, you could, there's like three sections, like, well, well you actually could make any section you want, but you have like books that you put in and want to read, books that you are currently reading and books that you have read already. And then you can write reviews and, and update, whatever. So every time we, if we weren't seeing each other, obviously during that time we'd read however many pages and then at the night time we'll update it and then the next morning we'd comment like oh shit yo you read a hundred pages like you know and then and then there's also like challenges so you could set up a reading challenge but it's another thing that holds you accountable and gets you excited to read and do something productive yeah yeah we put the we put up challenges of how many books that we want to read during the time Yo, in this quarantine, I read 16 books already. And big boy books. Yeah, they're not like the little, they're like books. thousand plus page not books. Not that it matters. Whatever you read is beautiful <laughs> and perfect. But he's reading It. He's reading um, what you finished. Oh my God, It was fantastic. But Listen, before you get into that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to dedicate, I don't even want to get into that because I'm going to dedicate an entire podcast episode to It because there's so many strong, powerful themes. And even though you didn't read the book, you are aware of it because we discussed it so much, and you saw the movie, obviously, but totally different. Um, and we will just have like a whole podcast just about that book because there's so much to get into there. It is psychological at its finest. Yeah. But what I did read, actually, jumping a little bit ahead, is I read The Stand by Stephen King, and The Stand, um, basically the the premise or the the synopsis of the book is that. There's a pandemic that goes wrong. Perfect boom, timing, right? Boom. And it wipes out 99% of the human population. And it was actually you who really wanted to read that book, right? Yes, I, I was the one who mentioned it. And then you bought it for us. I got a little package at my door. Um, it was The Stand and another Stephen King book called 112263, which I cannot wait to read people, but we'll get into that later. But yeah, so this was my idea. This fool starts reading it without me. <laughs> and I was highly upset. But then, go ahead. But then, at listen, the end, what happened? It worked out for her because basically, I'm reading this book, and this is, I got the uncut edition, so it's like fourteen hundred and forty-seven pages, something like that, and that's a, it's a monster. So I'm reading the book, and mind you, I thought it was so amazing, but the ending kind of sucked. But if the ending wasn't trash, it would have been the best book I've read. And I was like, all right, well, everyone's saying that The Stand is the best Stephen King book, and so- not just the best Stephen King book, but one of the best books, period. Yeah. Like, The Stand is critically it's acclaimed. Yeah, it's it's raved about. So you were excited. So I'm thinking, like, yo, I'm in the middle of a pandemic. I'm about to read about a pandemic. Yo, this is crazy. It's like, yeah. like a meta experience. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm, like, halfway through this, and I'm like, yo, this book is kind of trash. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, and me, like, I can't I can't stop, stop reading a book. Like, if I'm in the book, and I'm that deep, I can't just, you know, drop it. Like, I need to... Let my Goodreads account where they need to know I read 600 pages. <laughs> my three friends on Goodreads, you know. So um, I'm reading it and I'm reading it and I'm waiting for that that hit and waiting for that moment to come, and it never comes. And I'm like, yo, and she's like, why don't you just put it down? Like, why do you keep reading it? And I'm like, I can't. Like, I have to have this on my book resume, as if like whenever I go anywhere, I'm gonna be like, oh, by the way, these are the list of books I read. <laughs> All right. But, so is it okay to DNF a book if you're not into it? Uh, how far are we into the book? It depends. I'm, I'm just asking, period. So, like, 1,400-page book, you're halfway through, and you're really not feeling it. I should have stopped it. Listen, so you my, think you should have stopped Yeah, it. My, my life wouldn't have changed <laughs> if, if, if I if just right, stopped though, it. So I would have saved myself, like, 
600 pages and I could have finished like two other books in that time. But is your reasoning that you're hoping it's going to get better or is it what you said before like you want people to know I finished this book? Well, through the skin of my teeth. I wouldn't say I want people to know because I mean, not a lot of people are, are readers like that that much. <laughs> like, I read that the much stand, anymore. They're like, they're like what's the okay. stand? <laughs> But I think that one for myself, maybe my ego, myself, I wanted to say like, yo, I cranked out that 1400 page book. Also, I, I, there was a winging in prayer that something great was going to happen. I'm like, all right, maybe halfway through, you know, sometimes things take a long setup. They, they're laying the groundwork. Not the best thing doesn't come out yet. And then the second half of the ending is like, boom. And it's like, whoa, all right, this is what I was waiting for. So I kept finding myself trying to reach that. And now I'm like 800 pages in, a thousand pages in, and it's not happening. And then I got to a point where I had the last 400 pages left and I'm like, nothing in this book can happen in these last 400 pages that are going to make this worth it for me. But I just had to finish it. You had it. to finish it. All right, follow-up question then. If it wasn't so raved about, would that have made you more inclined to put it down or would you still be stubborn and finish it? Whoa. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I think you got a point there. You know what I mean? Because I started reading Harry Potter solely off of that reason because uh, segue into Harry Potter really quickly um we, I, we didn't want to read it yeah i had no i had literally no uh desire to <laughs> see Harry Potter i saw how huge it was everyone's obsessed with it everybody and their mother their grandmother their sister whatever they yeah they're obsessed with this and it just didn't grab me whatsoever but i'm like yo this has to be good if the if this this entire world is like obsessed with this amusement parks are, oh are being made God. out of it bars are themed out of it pop-up stores whole sto- there's so much about this that is like it took over the bi- world bigger biggest box office series the the author is the only billionaire author ever and the cast who who played in the movie oh my god they made names for themselves they're set for their life their kids lives their grandchildren's lives the like, freaking guy daniel radcliffe like i think that's the only like serious thing he's ever done he don't and he's worth like 160 else. million i'm like what the hell so we so we decided to try it yeah because we were like yo we have to at this point and let me tell you talk about i don't know about dmfing the series but because i read the i mean i read the first four books she didn't get that far no i read two <laughs> and i started the third and then i was like oh i'm so tired of this writing it's literally the same formula over and over again so it's like it starts off the same way, there's a there's a clear formula throughout the book. Then it ends the same way. And I mean, guys, same in the story. name, it's Harry Potter and the blank. Yeah, every single time. True. So you already know. True. But isn't that amazing? But that people know that, and they're still like when this was as the yeah. entries were being made and coming out, they were waiting outside like yeah. a whole to do for this thing, and so, the readers had to have known. And it's aimed toward children, but there were a lot of adult readers. Yeah. That were in love with this series. And still are to this day. And, and to answer your question, I think that, yeah, it does have something to do with the cachet of it. Because you're thinking, of, so many people are, are, are saying this is incredible. It has to be good. So it's like, yo, you're powering through. But then, you know, you have a point. Because I'm four books in and I'm like, all right, it's, it's, like, I'm enjoying it. It's cool. But it's like, I still got three massive books to go. And it's like, do I really want to keep reading this? I mean, I, but I kind of feel like I have to. But there's a world. <laughs> I have an obligation. There's a world of literature of authors that we don't even know the names of yet that you could be discovering in that time while you're reading the same Harry Potter and the blank over and over again. You're right. You know. You're right. So my idea was, 
He already read what? You said four or five? No, you. you four. Said, I started. So the he fifth already one. read four. I read two. I'm thinking, you know what? I read two. I watch the movies, and then I go back to seven and eight. Boom, done. Yeah, I mean, she had me concerning that for a second, but I couldn't. I mean, listen, I never see. I, I before this quarantine, I've never seen any of the Harry Potter movies ever. Hmm. And people are probably going to be knocking on my door, like after this podcast is released. Do you like, live under yeah, a rock? Yeah, but I, I haven't. So I, I would read the book and then I would watch the movie after I read the book. But for the fifth book, I decided to watch the movie first and then try to read it afterwards. And once I watched the movie, I have no desire to read the book now. And and what do you think? Do you think the movies are done better than the book? Um, To be perfectly honest with you, I'm always an advocate for the book being better. But for some strange reason, I enjoy the movies more than the books. And I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I agree, just based off the first two anyways. Yeah, I mean, a, well, A Song of Ice and Fire, which is basically Game of Thrones, but uh, the, the book series is called A Song of Ice and Fire, I enjoyed the books better than the show. And the show was incredible up until the garbage last season, but we're not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> That's a whole but, other yeah, problem. But the show was incredible. I was a huge fan. Could have been the greatest show ever. And I even enjoyed the books even more because yeah. the books were so fantastic. So you would argue that even people who have already seen the entire series should still pick up that book. Absolutely. Because a lot of people would be like, oh, it's too late. No. So I haven't, I didn't watch the series at all. I mean, I, I know of the characters. I know who they're played by. I know what they look like. You know, little things like that. But I never watched a full episode. But I still decided to get this set. It's a gorgeous set. It was on sale half off. I was like, bam, getting it. And I decided to open the first book. And guys, I didn't finish it. She's been on... It's been like two months. And she has 150 pages left and she just can't get it done. And I'm like, yo, you're what you're doing, you're, you're doing a disservice to yourself right now. But this is her DNF thing. But she said that she's going to finish it. So I have to. I mean, it's one... If I, if, it was, if I was in the middle of the book, I wouldn't. Yeah. But you know what? You can finish the first book and you don't have to continue the series. But at least finish the first book. Yeah, I have to. You know what I mean? Just clock that in. I but, have to. Yeah. There's been so many, so many books that we read. Um, we're actually going to do a spoiler uh, for one of our upcoming podcasts. We are going to do a, a podcast about a book series that is super near and dear to our heart called uh, His Dark Materials. And that was Olivia's This is how I started my journey. <laughs> yeah, during quarantine. So you already know I'm a sentimental girl as it is. So that trilogy like means a lot to me. It's fantastic. So definitely, guys. If you want to take a look at that, look it up before the next episode comes out or the next couple episodes come out. And there's an um, HBO series, yeah. which is, they did amazing. They did a fantastic job, actually. Listen, it's, it's I would say it's maybe 65 to 70% of the book material and then the other 30% is stuff that they added in. But it's pretty, pretty good. And we'll take this perfect time to segue away from that monstrosity and talk <laughs> about some other good stuff. Um, why don't you pick up and tell them how... After we finally, you know, two two months haven't seen each other, we decided to go on a social distance walk. Yeah, talk about our nice walk with our little masks. <laughs> we were like, I don't, I, I feel like you brought it up. Probably, let's take a walk. Probably you did, but um, yeah, we would meet up. We would take our little social distance walk. I live in Westerly, and if you know about Westerly, I mean, I don't know, but there's a park. It's cute enough. We sat on. I little, love your neighborhood. It's Absolutely, a, it is a beautiful. I don't get tired. We've walked through that neighborhood a thousand times, and I still don't get tired of it. And she still doesn't know her way around. 
Don't out me like you know, that. It's amazing. Yo, seriously, she's lived in this same neighborhood her whole life. We've walked through the neighborhood like a thousand times over. And every time we walk around, she still doesn't know where she's at. And I'm like, how do I know your neighborhood better than you? It's I'm insanity. Like, I'm like turning right when we're supposed to be going straight. And he's like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> but no, it's true though. He really has a fascination with my neighborhood. Because obviously, so we were doing these social distance walks, reading while we were doing it. Like, you know, sitting at the park, opening our books. It was really nice. And mm. I'll get into that in a second. But um, we, we didn't got... read them while walking. Remember? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was, I was, now nah, I was putting on a performance for you. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But, so obviously, we've seen the neighborhood a thousand and one times, and we were like, let's go to some different neighborhoods. We went to Annadale, we got, we parked, got out, walked around there. Yeah, we went um, to a bunch Where of else did we go? We went, we went to Snug Harbor. Yeah. But he yeah. still loves Westerly. Nah, He yes. says it's his favorite. It is. The, the houses over there are gorgeous. Everyone is so nice. The neighbors, every time you walk by, like, they, hey, how are you? I'm like, oh, I love your garden. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> like, I'm over here talking to these people. And she's like, well, you're such a weirdo, bro. Like, the the neighbors know me. There's just some random dude that's always walking through the neighborhoods. They already know me. Like, even when I want to jog, I would jump in my car, drive to her neighborhood. I won't even, yeah, she'll still be sleeping. And I'll park my car and just run around the neighborhood <laughs> just so I can see it. Such a weird man. <laughs> But nah, I mean, we were house watching. We were looking at all the awesome that houses. That was really cool. Really nice. And yeah, man, like, and we would walk for hours. And it really, like. And the conversations we had were amazing. Amazing conversations. And seriously, don't ever underestimate, like, the power of nature. I know oh. that sounds so corny, but if you're feeling down, if you're feeling like, you know, things aren't going right, just take a walk. Breathe in the fresh, well, kind of fresh, Staten Island air. <laughs> look around, look at the sky. Like, you will feel better, right? How many times? Oh, absolutely. We were walking by the gardens. Like, I, I, I recently got a camera. So, we would uh, take pictures of all, like, the, the, the beautiful sceneries out there. And literally, you just let your mind wander. I, I think the best thing and the most underrated thing is conversation, man. I, I can just, we could just walk and talk for hours about everything under the sun man and mm -hmm. it's when you're walking in the, the the cool summer night you know what i mean and you're just or like when the sun's setting and you're just taking a walk and just all the thoughts that are on your mind and you're in deep engaging conversation i think that's incredible man it so is. amazing i love it it is and i just i have to get corny again i'm sorry but i really <laughs> have to do it but that? like even when you weren't walking with me but i would be feeling upset whatever i just take a walk by myself and you look around, you don't even, you take for granted the things that are around you all the time. Like, my thing is the sky. If I'm feeling kind of, eh, I look up at the sky and, like, that's hope right there for me. Anyway, with this whole quarantine thing happening, like, just find little things that you can be grateful for that maybe you missed before. Yeah. You don't have the time to do it now. The, uh, again, as we said, we touched on it last time about time being the most valuable currency. And I have to say that instead of, you know, wasting time doing, like we were saying about unproductive things. Listen, this is the time right now. This is like a summer vacation, uh, extended summer vacation that we haven't seen since we were back in freaking high school. And even then I was always working. So I was working <laughs> the entire summer. So I never had that, that time. And in the beginning, just sitting down, you remember we would pull up the chairs and it'd be the nighttime and we'd have a little reading sessions and just look up at the stars and, and you know, get that feeling. Mm -hmm. Then you start thinking like, you know, what do I want to do with myself? What do I want to do with my life? You know what I mean? Cause we, you know, are so go, go, go all the time, especially being in New York, you know? Um, 
And since the beginning, we're going to school. Then after that, we go to college. We study what we want to study. Then we jump in to start our career and stuff. And, and we're kind of going through the motions and just working hard the entire time. And we don't have a time to stop and think like, is this what I want to do? Is, is, is this who I want to be? The one life that I have on this earth, every moment that you spend is precious. And every day that passes by, never get back. I know it's generic, but serious. No, yeah. So every second you spend is precious. And it's like, so many people are like 40s and 50s or whatever. And then they find out like, whoa, like, have I just been going through the motions? And we're, I, I'm the type of person, and I know you're the type of person too, that you want to enjoy every second that you're doing something. So with this quarantine, we had the opportunity to sit down and say, you know, am I doing, is the career path that I'm following the, the one that I want? I mean, it really came at the perfect time for you, specifically. Because, again, I, I'm i an actress. <laughs> I'm studying musical theater, and I've known that forever. So I've already made my sacrifice. The sacrifice being, do I want to play it safe and make money and be able to support myself and my family, or do I want to pursue my dream and my passion? So that's a hard choice for everyone to make, right? But I've been lucky enough to know my passion, and I made that choice. But for you, you're an extremely creative person. You know, you love to read, you love to write, you're, you're just, you're passionate, you're creative, but the career that you've kind of been taking is, is money-oriented. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, growing up, you know, my father, you know, he was a big executive in, in the hotel industry and then moved on to the private club industry. And I always thought that, that would, that's what I was going to do since I was the beginning. Even when I went into school, I always knew, oh, I'm going to be in a hotel industry. I'm going to, and I always like had that to fall back on because I didn't, I guess maybe I didn't want to think about what I would want to do. And don't get me wrong, love the hospitality industry, love the hotel industry. I got into it, dealing with people, meeting all those people that we were talking about. It was fantastic for me. But, you know, am I passionate about the industry or am I passionate about interacting with people? Yep. And I think it was the latter. So, I was thinking with this going down in the hospitality industry uh, with COVID, we don't know if this is ever going to be the same after that. You know, the the world is changing right under our feet, right beneath us. You know, the technological age is kicking in full force now. People are realizing, hey, I could just jump on Skype or Zoom and do my business meeting. I don't have to fly to New York Mm -hmm. and stay at a hotel. Or, oh, I don't have to go here or go there to to close this deal. I can just do it virtually now because we have the power of the cell phone. So the power of technology is really changing the landscape of a lot of industries now. And I have finally had the time to think about it and say, I'm thinking about what's happening right now and I'm living in the present, but what's going to happen when the world starts changing? Am I going to be able to adapt with it? Because some of these hotels, literally like there's not even a bellboy anymore. Like they, they have a robot that checks in your luggage or yeah. self-checking. You know what I mean? People aren't even at the desk anymore. And I was, I'm doing corporate sales. So, um, you know, these people who are traveling for work, they may turn around and say, you know what? Why at time again? Talking about being so valuable, why am I going to jump from California and fly six hours to New York to do a business meeting for a day or two and then do another six hours back when I can just do it virtually? Of course. So I'm having these thoughts and I'm like, whoa, maybe maybe the hotel industry is going to take a long time to recover or maybe it won't recover. I need to figure out what I'm going to do now. But I think even aside from that fact, because that's for everybody in that position, I'm talking about you personally, you realizing that your passions may be more important to you than you thought they were. True. That's kind of what I meant more. Mm. You know? Yeah. I think you're right. Because when we started talking about the passion, especially that you're a passionate and creative person. Well, I know how much of a creative person you are. And I see potential in you to really, like, 
do anything that you want. And I always tell him, like, the money will always be there, especially for someone like him. He's smart. You know, he, he has these people skills. He's fantastic in interviews, which we may talk about later on because he's, he's good. But no, seriously, like, he'll always have a job. He can always, like, that's not the, pro- that's, there's no problem there. Let's figure out if this is what you really want. If this is something that's going to keep your fire burning in the long run. You don't want to be that person that, you know, you make a ton of money. That's awesome. But can you even go on vacation with that money? Because you always got to be at work, you know? Or how about the time, by the time you retire, you're old and decrepit anyway. You, you don't feel good anymore. You can hardly move around. Was it all worth it? And can, and can you lose yourself in that? Because I do see a lot of people... That, that, that lose himself in that. And yeah, uh, she's absolutely right because when you're focused on those other things, you're not thinking about the happiness. And the thing is, you're never getting, if you're not satisfied with what you're doing and not giving your, your 100% all into something, then the productivity is not going to be there. You know what I mean? If you're not interested in the subject, you're only going to put 75% of what you could possibly put 100% into into something you love. And if you put 100% into something you love, I think you're, you're more likely to be successful in that than 75 or 70% into something that is already a money-making field and you're only getting X amount out of it. Right. Because a lot of people are, you know, so... I mean, I'm not knocking money. Money's awesome, Yeah, right? yeah of course. And some people are just passionate about money. Some people are passionate about setting up, um, you know, funds for their children or being able to pay for their, you know, children's college off the bat. Like, some people are passionate about that, but I don't think that's you, you know? Yeah. And I, mean, I, I, I think I decided that, you know, with that having back to the, the subject of having that time, I was like, you know what? I don't necessarily feel like I don't want to work. I don't want to work for somebody because I don't want somebody to be able to tell me when I can have a raise or when I'm allowed to take vacation or when I'm allowed to have off. And, you know, I feel that I should be able to dictate those decisions myself and, and be, and move to the beat of my own drum. So that's when, you know, I was speaking to somebody who had the same exact mentality as me, which is Kevin. And that's when we decided to open up persistent printing and, you know, persistent printing is a foundation of how I want my lifestyle to go from here on out. You know what I mean? I decide what I want to do. I decide when I want to work, which is all the time. (laughs) And I want to create a product that people are happy with. You know what I mean? And my main goal is to talk to people and to see people, you know, happy and to see people's ideas and creativity. You know what I mean? Because it's custom stuff. So when I, I, I get a kick out of it when I see when people send me designs of what they want. And then, you know, I'm like, all right, boom, we're going to make this bring it and then when they see that face like oh my god it's exactly how i thought it would look and then i get to sit there and converse with the client and talk to the client i mean for me it's always been customer first and people first so when you're telling me i can step into a role where i can just sit there and talk to people all the time and 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 laugh with them and you know bring their ideas to life and at the same token like understand that whatever i'm doing i'm doing for them and then everything else comes after that that's what i enjoy doing Mm -hmm. so i was glad to find something like that and then i said you know what I like to talk my ass off. <laughs> what else do I love to do? I love to talk because I never shut up. So I said, hey, who else loves to talk? Miss Jane. <laughs> Let's make a podcast. <laughs> yes, and, and the DOP was born. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's the beauty that we found of this whole situation. 
you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, for a lot of people who were complaining and saying like, oh, this sucks, you know what I mean? This is so boring. When is the club's going to start opening up again? Where's the, the secret house parties, you know? I just would like to say I encourage I would like to encourage people to just sit down and utilize if you still have the time if you're still doing it right now because we're not out of the woods yet on this this is still something that we're all working through together and learning through it together but take this time and find out what makes you tick what makes you feel alive what makes you say you know what this is worth doing. This this life is worth living. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to take this time because you're never going to have this amount of time again. From here on now to the rest of your life, you are never going to have this amount of time to decide what it is you want to pursue in life. And of course, we're not we're not taking away the fact that this has been hard. A lot of people have lost their jobs. You know, a lot of people are sick. I mean, this is this is a serious thing. Like, we're not saying like, oh, yay, we're in quarantine. Like, no, <laughs> that's not what we mean at all. But... If you have the opportunity to do something productive or maybe change your your way of life, take that advantage right now. And it's always uh, what you want to do. Because I know, of course, some people haven't had the luxury to have that time. The first responders, the people who have been working in hospitals, you know, the people who are the cops, you know what I mean? All, like all, all these people who had that, it never stopped for them. Mm-hmm. They were still, if anything, they were overworked even more. Yeah. With oh this, God. with this stuff happening. The hospitals, nurses, doctors, like wow. Overwhelming. You and know we what I thank mean? them, of course. Of course, of course. But we're just talking about strictly the people who, you know, feel lost, or have, were laid off, or actually had the opportunity to get this time. Strictly the audience that we're talking about right now. Exactly. Always find the positive. Always find the light at the end of the tunnel. So I think that wraps us up for the week. We want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Yes, it's always appreciated when you guys take some time to hang out with us. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. Correct. Woo. Listen to Miss Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Later, guys.